Are you craving some delicious fried chicken? Well, look no further than Crispy Crunchy Chicken, Louisiana-born, freshly made, perfectly Cajun, at a location near you. Visit CrispyCrunchy.com for more information. Welcome to Beyond the Kitchen, hosted by New Orleans Magazine editor Ashley McClellan. All right. So digital media editor Kelly Massico and I are so excited to welcome our guest today. He's a true multi-hyphenate, award-winning chef, TV personality, author, and philanthropist. We're so excited to have Chef Aron Sanchez here today. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm so grateful for your interest in all that we do. And uh uh, I've been looking forward to this interview, so I, I just, again, I'm very grateful and appreciative. Well, thank you so much. We have so much to talk about, so we want to jump right mm-hmm. in and, first of all, talk about one of our favorite places, which is Johnny Sanchez. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, so how are things going? It's, you know, we've talked to several chefs, and we know that August is kind of a slow time, especially coming out of pandemic and, you know, the recession. So we just wanted to check in and see what's going on over there. Yeah, everything's been great. Um, you know, we, we're kind of, you know, going to that very interesting period of our um, sort of, you know, existence as a restaurant. When you start going to eight, 10 years, you really start to find out who you are and take a good inventory of, you know, what the mission is and, you know, who who really is, you know, growing with you and how you're being received by the community. I think we've been really doing a great job of, of aging gracefully. And I think that's really neat uh, for me personally and about empowering, you know, different people in the team and making sure that they were creating a, a, an environment for growth. You know, that's really kind of where we're at. Yeah. And I love that, you know, it's a different take on, you know, different kinds of cuisines that embraces um, not only a global attitude, but sort of a more local attitude as well, which mm-hmm. I really love. Mm-hmm. That you mm-hmm. let let the kind of New Orleans personality shine through as well. What was yeah, the yeah. behind that? Yeah, well, everybody asked, you know, what is it that we do? Um, you know, is it a, is it a Mexican Louisiana fusion? It's like, no, we're a straight Mexican restaurant yeah. that focuses, and then we utilize great Louisiana product, right. but it's through it, it's through the, the vernacular of, of Mexican cuisine because, uh, you know. Uh, New Orleans food is so revered that it has to be on its own. It cannot be fusioned. Uh, I would never dare do something like that. And then my mentor, Paul Perdome, would be very upset. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a lot. Can you talk a little bit about what influence he had on you? Because he is such an icon locally, but also I know for you personally, he, you know, he yeah. was such a leader in your career or can you speak to a little yeah. bit about what what he meant to you yeah he was a father figure you know i mean he really took me in as his child and um <clears throat> i remember you know like teenagers going through a very incorrigible kind of very sort of you know anti-establishment attitude at that age and i needed discipline structure and mentoring and that's what kitchen provide you and especially with the tutelage of Chef paul it really was sort of my salvation and really helped me out to sort of uh, turn that gear and, and get into a, a place where I felt I was appreciated of being heard. You know, when kids act out 
And this is a big part of what, you know, the Adon Sanchez Impact Fund is about, is, you know, when children and youth act out, they just want to be heard. They want to be heard. And I, I needed that. And I came here and I got tough love. And, and, and I wouldn't be the man I am today without that. Yeah. And you mentioned um, the Aron Sanchez Impact Fund. That's part of the main thing that we really wanted to talk about today, because it's mm -hmm. it's a new initiative that you're a big part of, obviously. And just to describe it for our listeners, it's mm -hmm. going to provide an opportunity for young Latino chefs to launch a career by studying at the New Orleans uh, Culinary and Hospitality Institute, known as NOKI. Um, yes. That would start in January, but you're accepting applications now. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. Um, this is very monumental because um, up to this point, since 2016, when I started at very grassroots, literally me just throwing dinner parties and events and trying to generate interest and obviously resources and funding for these kids. Um, now we partner with the Emerald Lagasse Foundation. So now we're under the umbrella of Emerald. Who he and I have been dear friends for many, many years. And um, now we have access to a bigger network that can really start garnering more attention to what we're doing. And this is the first crop of kids that are actually going to be going to Noki. So up to this point, they've been in New York City. Okay. Now they're going to be down here with us. So we can we can have a little bit more of an attentive sort of presence with them. Right. And why was this such an important part of your giving back? I, I kind of you talked about, you know, your history growing up in the culinary mm. world and how it kind of transformed your life. Is that an important part of what this initiative is for you? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the mission is that we're identifying young Latino youth mm -hmm. from that community. And, you know, to be frank, when I grew up in, in kitchens and I started seeing a disparity of Latinos, um, you know, achieving leadership positions in kitchens. And I didn't want the educational piece to be the crutch. So <clears throat> I wanted everyone to have even, an evil, an even playing field and making sure that everybody has access to the great opportunities. So uh, really, that's a big core of, of, of what we do. And because uh, of that, then we just created something really beautiful that is really providing and bearing a lot of fruit. And uh, these young people are really taking the reins and, and, and changing their lives. Yeah, and we're so excited to have it as part of Noki's culinary mm -hmm. tradition. I feel like New Orleans is such a good training ground for young chefs or people who are interested in becoming restaurateurs. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think New Orleans, I mean, this is, we've asked this question before and it's kind of hard to quantify, but what makes New Orleans such an impactful city in the culinary world, do you think? Well, I think, first of all, we, we, I think we have so many different kinds of cuisines represented so well here. And I think that we're such a culinary destination. People come to our beautiful city because they know that they're going to have a great time and they're going to eat well. And there's a lot of tradition involved with that as well. So when you come down here, everybody's a good cook. You know, all my circle of friends that are do other careers can all throw down a gumbo. They all throw down some other this and that. So it's like it, there's just a certain expectation of great food here that's instilled since you were born, you know, in, the, in this part of the country. So I wanted to be part of that. I want to be part of a tradition and a legacy. And uh, and, you know, and I felt like this is my adopted home. 
this is where I want to be. So of course our, our, our kids, our scholarship kids need to come here and experience that. Yeah. And you talked about your relationship with Emeril and we've mm-hmm. heard from our other chefs that we've talked to about the importance of the community, culinary community here, about how uh, chefs and restaurateurs are always supporting one another and, you know, really getting the word out. If someone needs help, how can we help out? How can we inspire one another? Um, Is there a chef right now or some restaurants that are really kind of inspiring you in New Orleans? Um, Well, I just, I just, it's not necessarily a chef per se. I think I just Mm -hmm. love like what they're doing at the Four Seasons. Yeah. I love the fact that we're raising the game and the bar up a little bit. Absolutely. I think we need, and then what they're doing at Harris and kind of revitalizing that. And I just think we need to do, you know, we're doing a better job of having a certain, certain caliber of restaurants that that are sort of expressing, you know, uh, you know, the different layers and levels of, of, of fine dining and also, you know, all, all in between, you know, you, in New Orleans, you, when you think fine dining, you're thinking of a 200-year-old restaurant. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. you know, what is the new one? What is the new What is the new fine dining restaurant look like? You know, mm-hmm. What is that all about? So I just really love that we're going the right direction. I think we're bringing and we're, and we're, and we're interesting that new generation of foodies into different layers and levels of food. And I think that's really neat. Definitely. I feel like um, you know, we've talked before about um, New Orleans as a culinary uh, uh, participant in the James Beard Foundation Awards. Mm-hmm. Like every year we we are always looking to see who's going to get nominated mm-hmm. and we always have someone who's not nominated. Um, do you think that the because, you know, we we love our own culinary scene, of course. of course, but outside of New Orleans, how do you think that we are perceived as this uh provincial town or is it is it a, a mover and shaker with on the on the same leagues as you know some of the bigger cities yeah that's a very good question um i think that we're we're perceived as a very traditional place i think people kind of look at us and we have you know like i mentioned earlier you know these these iconic restaurants that have been doing it for a long time and i think everyone there's a certain amount of pride in obviously in all the food that we make and that's where it kind of really, uh, it, it kind of uh, connects me to the Mexican, mm-hmm. my Mexican background, because, you know, there's a, so much price associated and regionality that's associated with, with Mexican cuisine that I really identified when I moved to New Orleans. So yeah. you have these iconic cooks. They're not necessarily chefs, but just these figures, you know, that, you know, everyone knows that, you know, misses the best gumbo or the fried chicken and, and I love that, you know, and I think that's and I think we're 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 perceived as iconic. And this will be the best word. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a, an iconic meal that you have to have for your like you're having a, a bad week? You need some comfort food. What is an iconic meal in New Orleans that just always makes you feel great? Oh, man. Um, I know it's hard to choose one. We always have this. Like, I know. How can you choose? It's like choosing your children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if I want, if I, I love to just do me, I love, um, I go to Mandina's. I just love, I, I go to Mandina's and I get my, my my traditional fix of just, you know, an etouffee and all the things that I really love there. Um, I love, you know, you know, 
where do I get my pole boy, right? I mean, I love Parkway, <laughs> but I love Dom Luis. I love, you yeah. know, so that that's definitely some of my spots. Um, but then I just like love this new stuff. Like I love what they're doing over at um at Mr. Mount. Yes. I think that food is so interesting. Yeah. Like talk about a, a a good place that's done the fusion the right way. Right. They do such a I mean they they have like a ginger salad. Like, you know, and like you go there and you just like feel awesome after having it, you know what I mean? So there's just so much interesting food here. And, you know, you think about the Vietnamese influence, you think about the Honduran influence, which has been here for generations. And then now the Mexican food is really having its, its moment because after Katrina, there was a huge influx of Mexicans from Texas to help rebuild the city. And now they're opening up, you know, little taquerias and shops in the West Bank and now you're starting to see this really beautiful presence of Mexico being represented. So I just think it's really exciting. Definitely. I love Mr. Mo. I just have to say, yeah. Mandina's, yeah. Mandina, threw, that threw me. That I was, that was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, love, because I, I mean, I grew up here. My mom, like, grew up yeah. on the corner from Mandina's and, like, that's our family spot. But it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome to hear them getting, you know, a little bit more hype than, yeah, and the other one that I love too is is Cafe Bonton. Mm -hmm. I love that one, and yes. I go there and I, and I get my my shrimp Louie and and all of those real classic stuff right there in, in the CBD at Cafe Bonton. I love that spot too. Now, when you are home, do you feel like cooking when you're home, or you're like, no, I'm just not. I'm gonna take out. No. <laughs> what do you cook when I'm, you're? I mean, look, I have a beautiful kitchen. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So I love to cook. Um, you know, I got all the toys in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> the the, the Traeger, I have the green egg and yeah, I mean look, I live with my uncle, my tio Mario, and uh he he cooks a lot of traditional Mexican stuff. So when I when I go out of town, I mean I travel more than two hundred days a year, you know. Um, so I'm gone a lot. So when I come home he does a really good job of like having a home cooked meal when I show up. But when I'm here, I love to entertain at home. Um, I love to cook, you know, when you, you, you know, as a chef and we have a great team and, you know, we just opened up Showbird and yes. we just did a, we just did a project in, in, in Lake Charles at La Berge, uh, at the casino there. So, you know, I've kind of been busy with that, but there's nothing like coming home and cooking. So, Definitely. you know, I think we need we need to do a better job with our farmers market. Sadly, mm -hmm. uh, I think you know it's, it's something that was very insightful that that I came to understand that farmers in the local area will only bring to market what is in traditional recipes. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you'll only have green bell pepper for the Trinity. You only have right. Creole tomatoes. You only have certain things, and it's just like it's it's frustrating for a chef because we're like. You know, we want new toys. We want to play with different ingredients. And and sometimes, you know, it, it's a challenge, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. but I know that there's a lot of, of these kind of uh, outskirt areas, like an hour, two hours from New Orleans, where, uh, from my understanding, they're looking for young farmers to kind of almost take over and be sharecroppers and, and take over farms and plant things just for chefs in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And I hope that happens because I know... Yeah. You know, you know, we, we need different uh, diversity of ingredients, you know, to continue to, continue to keep people engaged. 
definitely and try new things and break out of that yeah. tradition that we we love so much. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned Showbird and that's a newer mm. place that you that's for breakfast mm. and lunch. What was the yep. inspiration behind that? Well, this really came from my business partners, Drew and 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 Drew Mir and Miles, and they're, you know, John Besh alums. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they all grew up here and they they really kind of understand that value of a breakfast spot, you know, and, you know, the biscuits and all of the traditional sausages yeah. that are very much Louisiana. And we wanted to incorporate that with just doing very sort of signature sandwiches and something that's available, especially for the CBP in that, build, in that building that we're in at 930, which is full of young people, professionals and you know, we've wanted to service them with something that I felt can get them kind of going for their day and have something that's acceptable and full of flavor. And uh, it was just a good opportunity because it's right next to us so we can manage it. And it's fun. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, think about like an egg slut, but we're doing it better, you know, in our opinion. You know what I'm saying? We're doing something that's uniquely us. Yeah. That's one thing I love about New Orleans is, I mean, there's always a, I mean, look, Popeye's, can't be beat but look mm-hmm. when you can not have a fast food breakfast sandwich when you can have one that's made you know with quality ingredients with care and thought um it makes such a difference in your day and your just whole experience mm-hmm. so i i mm-hmm. love to to see it now do yeah. you have i know you mentioned some other do you have some other projects coming up in new orleans that you want to talk about uh no right now we're just kind of focusing on on the restaurants and, okay, and, and making yeah. sure that we age gracefully you know mm-hmm. uh, i've had restaurants my whole life <laughs> it's like uh you know i really want to make sure that we dedicate the right resources to that yes. i'll tell you one of my dreams though what yes, i want to do yes i really want to do uh a peruvian sushi place oh you know wow. it's a, a latin sushi place because you know in Peru, they have one of the largest Japanese cuisine, uh, Japanese influences uh, oh in the God. world. And uh, I love that cuisine. I've been to Peru many times. And so I want to use local Louisiana fish and do sort of a, a Latino Peruvian spa inspired sushi place down the I road. I had no idea. That's amazing. Ceviches. Oh, my yeah. God. So, yeah, no one that's asked, a dream. But I'm on board with that. <laughs> no, one asked, no one asked my opinion, but I'm here. I support it. And I'm- <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I have a lot of dear friends who are in the real estate game. And I'm really dear friends with Garrison Neal over at Paris Parker and yes. our friends from Crew, you know, Sterling Barrett and everybody. And, you know, these guys are kind of that young, you know, mid 30s crowd, a little younger than me that know what's up and, and cool in New Orleans. So I want to, I always like, I always kind of lean to them to tell me, you know, good location spots and, and where to be at. So we'll see. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. Cause that sounds amazing. I want to do it all about that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, we've yeah, asked yeah. a couple of fun questions. Um, we've asked some of the others. We have asked what your guilty pleasure is. And we had a very lively conversation about Ritz crackers do you have yes. a do you have a guilty pleasure that is maybe controversial, but you you can't have enough? Well, of? well what is that dish? So I'm good friends <laughs> with a gentleman named Carrie Bringle. He's from Peg Lake Parker in Nashville, mm-hmm. and they do this. It's like hillbilly sushi or something, where yeah. it's like it's like a rich cracker. Yeah, with like. I don't know, like a piece of sausage and just like a piece of cheddar or like 
a local Tennessee cheddar or something like mm -hmm. that. And yeah. like with cheese whiz or something like that. I forgot yeah. what it is, but something like that. I mean, I love, yeah, I love, you know, like great fried chicken. I love Willie Mays. Yes. I love what they do at Gus's. Gus does a great job of that. The lady over there, they've been very influential to the, to the, to, to the, uh, that don't sound just impact fun. They donated money. Oh, wow. uh, so I'm a big fan of Gus's and uh, Willie May, I know, and I know the family really well. So those are kind of my guilty pleasures, chicken for sure. That's amazing. Well, um, I know Kelly had a quick question, but before mm. we get to her question, I wanted to, if people want to apply to the impact fund, we've got a link on our website. So we wanted oh, perfect. Thank you. to know to come check that out. And then is there any social media that you want people to check out of your own? Follow you yeah. on Instagram? Yeah. Where can yeah, they follow so, you? so it's Chef Aron Sanchez, um, okay. you know, is, is, the, is the handle. And then you can go on to Johnny Sanchez Nola, which is also the handle for the restaurant. And then we have the Aron Sanchez Impact Fund. Great. Yeah, but they're all they're all intertwined. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And we're excited to to see what comes of the I know that that's such a great opportunity for these. Mm. You know, I want to I don't want to call them kids, but, you know, they're young. I know, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? I <laughs> and we try to do that as well. So, yeah. You know, we always try to stop calling them kids because they're yeah. young adults. Exactly. And they're just like, you know, and, and then we sound like dinosaurs when we say that, <laughs> by the way. So, yeah, we have to kind of be mindful of that. But, yeah. It's it's really been special, and I, I I live a blessed life, and I just I felt I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't I feel like it will go away if I don't give back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I have to reinvest into our youth, which is our most valuable commodity, and that's what we need to do. And what a great legacy that you're leaving! Yeah. It's inspiring these young people to grow their own careers. I mean, that's what it's all about in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love that. Kelly, did yeah. you have a quick question? Well, I could not have you on without <laughs> talking about MasterChef. I love yes, ma'am. It has been on for so long. You've been on for a majority of, of the season. Yeah. And we just got, I, I'm saying we like I'm a part of, of the family, but we just got <laughs> you are. We just got <laughs> for a new season. So that's really yep. exciting. How is it? I know this year is a little bit different with kind of the different regions of yep. the country kind of fighting against each other. So what what's that like to have like a new um, spin on it? And how has this season been? Oh, you're so awesome. Thank you. Um, first of all, it's been a, a life changing event, you know, after being I mean, we, first of all, we, 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 we just had a, we had a huge milestone with 250 episodes, which is unheard of in, in network television because the, the sort of the tenure of, of network shows are very small. So the fact that we were able to do that in a cooking format has been really, really special. Um, you know, this is season 13 that we're currently in the United States of America, but now we're, we're going to go into a new season and probably doing some other different things. But I just love it because we're really mentoring. This is the one show that I've been part of where Regardless if you win, lose, or draw, you're walking away with confidence and valuable cooking lessons and techniques that is going to allow you to chase your dream. Because so many of the people that we see on MasterChef or career changers that worked in corporate America and hated it, and they felt like their only way their outlet is cooking. And now their experience on MasterChef is giving them that push, giving them that confidence and that foundation to go, to go do it on their own. So it's beautiful to see the formation. 
and you know of, of these young burgeoning cooks and sometimes they're older burgeoning cooks but you know them doing their thing it just it's really special uh again and then just seeing all that regional pride and you know we have we have louisiana really well represented on the show so you know of course me i'm always like anybody from louisiana new orleans you know i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like the go-to guy on that one but <laughs> it's our, been really our great new orleans girl is still in there our new orleans girl is still i know there. yeah <laughs> i know i know <laughs> We're still hanging in there. <laughs> I know. I have to. I have to kind of not be, you know, play favorites. You know, obviously. <laughs> so I have to kind of be kind of on the, but I'm always winking. You know, I'm all hey, maybe throw a little seasoning in there. You know what I mean? I think you know. So I think too. What I love about it is you, Gordon, and Joe kind of are are. I, I guess like supposed to have this air of like being a little intimidating, a little, you know, mm. y'all are, you know, quiet, brooding, rough kind of thing. And then y'all are always the ones that break and give somebody a internship when they get yeah. kicked off or y'all always like follow up with them. And I think that's so funny to see, like, cause I mean, especially Gordon, his whole thing is, you know, the yelling and the, and the words mm. and the idiot sandwich and all of that. But then at the end of the day, all of y'all are so, willing to mentor and I think to me that it, it makes it better to go back and listen to talk about Paul Perdome because you know it, it really yeah. shows that you're trying to give that back and that's what I love about MasterChef because it's like even though you may get kicked off you're still gonna get something out of the experience and and move forward with it absolutely and then you know behind the scenes you know they're doing cooking classes you know with our team so they're learning how to fillet fish you know because at the end we want beautiful food and we want we want the best out of them. And you know what, Gordon? Maybe his approach is abrasive at times, but he wants what I want—the best. Yeah. Sorry, if the delivery is not is is too on point. I think we give too many awards to second and third place here, and we gotta we gotta strive for excellence. I'm sorry, yeah. and yeah. you know, and that that's how I look at it. And so that's why working with him and you know, kind of being in in that environment, it's really pushed up my game. And it, it, it's been great, you know, and it just can't, it's been transformative for me. And, and I'm, you know, I can't, I can't thank Gordon enough, you know. Well, it works. I, I'm, I'm a watcher. I watch every week. I may watch the next day on Hulu, but I still watch. <laughs> you rock. <laughs> I this is me, Gordon Hooks. I'm very excited about season 14 and I love the three of y'all together. I think it's hilarious. So. Yeah. And, he, and I'm like the sweetheart, you know. And you then, are. you know, you're definitely, you're definitely more the Paula of the group. Yeah, the Paula of the exactly. Without the drug problem. You know, but, and, yeah, and then definitely I'm always like, and I'm like the comic relief too as, as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I'm always the one that's cracking oh, jokes. Oh, you know? each have your roles and it works. I think it yeah. works really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, Gordon's boss, man. So we kind of have to like tiptoe around him in his tight pants. But and and, <laughs> and, it, and his hairspray. But other than that, we're good. So. I'm surprised he hasn't set. No, nobody set him on fire yet. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, you guys are so sweet. Thank you so much, guys, for all Thank of you this. So I much. Appreciate it. You guys rock. Thank, Thank you. you. And please watch Master Chef and uh, check out all of the restaurants on social media. We can't wait to learn more and see what comes next. So, thank you so much for taking time. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.